Welcome to Women Talk Construction. Hello, I'm Angela and I'm here with my co-host, Christy. Hey. Hey. And we're on a mission to create an inclusive environment for all. Today, we have a very special guest on our podcast, but we're not going to say who yet. For those of you new, we wanted to let you know that we publish a new episode of our podcast every Monday. And if you're new to the community, please go sign up and check out our forum at forum.womentalkconstruction.com. Introduce yourself and start engaging. We love people to engage on our forum or on social. Please tag us or our guest. So I wanted to introduce to you Kate Reeling. Hi. Yeah, she is a project manager of Vertical Earth. And I discovered Kate back in, I think it was like 2020 when I saw, I started connecting with a lot of people on Instagram or at least watching them on Instagram to see, well, what do other women in construction, what are they out there doing? And so she's definitely on Instagram, go find her. She's a project manager at Vertical Earth, like I mentioned, and she's a grad from Virginia Tech in the building construction program. She's also a crew collab board member which is a nonprofit doing amazing work and they are a huge advocate for lifting up skilled trades and introducing them to the students um, and career centers and probably everywhere so but we're going to talk more about that later in the conversation so i want to go on ahead and get us started um, talking a little bit about kate and her instagram account and how if you aren't following her yet you should and i just I commend her on her, just how she, authentic she is, especially in her stories. And she'll just ask any questions or, or share how, how her day is going. And I wanted to ask you, Kate, how has that impacted? Like, like what are the things have you learned from just sharing and being authentic on social? Well, I think, you know, just hearing other people's experiences, you know, when I'm having a bad day or something goes wrong, I am definitely not the only person going through that on a daily basis. I used to post a lot about how much it was raining. I work for a dirt work contractor and, <laughs> you know, just the daily struggle of it's raining again, it's raining again. You can't, you know, grade yeah. <laughs> when it's raining so much and it's funny, I kind of fell off from doing that. And I had people sending me messages like, what's the weather like? You know, I, I feel really? like people really cared. I don't know why. <laughs> I also learned how little rain some places get. I've got a friend in um, Nebraska, they, they get six inches of rain all year. And mm -hmm. that's less than we got in January here in Georgia. Oh, wow. so. But you also share like how your day is going. And then you also ask yeah. questions like that maybe you aren't aware of in your industry. And you keep people that respond and, and let you know, right? I do. I, sometimes they're snarky answers. I'm not going to lie. Um, the other day <laughs> I asked what a flamp was, which is F-L-A-M-P. And it's on a shop drawing that I got for one of my projects. And I got several answers. Some are inappropriate to say here, but, um, you know, anything from floor lamp to flood ramp, which I think is the actual answer. I actually have not confirmed that, mm -hmm. but um, I've got a pretty wide range of people that I guess watch my stories and I've always uh, kind of put it out there. I mean, why not ask? Exactly. Oh, yeah. And, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, like just your journey, and then we'll start getting into some more questions. Sure. 
Um, so I grew up in Southwest Virginia in a small college town called Blacksburg and uh, ended up going to Virginia Tech. I didn't want to. Um, actually was dead set on going to Clemson. It was like my dream to go to Clemson, which I know is near and dear to y'all's hearts now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I decided to do the financially responsible thing and stay in state and did the construction program. I, growing up, kind of thought I wanted to be an architect. I loved buildings and stuff, but I also really liked bridges. And after going to an architecture camp in high school, I realized how terrible I was at that. And <laughs> um, it's just very dreamy and artistic. And that is not me. Very logic driven, mm. um, math oriented. And so then I found, I was thinking civil engineering, I found construction, it was kind of a good middle ground. So I started the construction program and immediately got an internship, had one every summer and absolutely fell in love. I got to do some really cool internship projects. My first internship is, well, I don't know if I could pick a favorite, but <laughs> I was at the cool. Capitol Visitors yeah. Center project in Washington, D.C., the Manhattan oh, wow. construction. And that was super cool. Wow. Um, I had to go through a metal detector every morning on my way to work with steel toe boots on, <laughs> which was silly, but <laughs> the Capitol building, like the Capitol building. My second summer, I went to Chicago and worked at an oil refinery. Nice. My third summer, I was in Greenville, South Carolina, working on power plant bids in Nevada. And then uh, my final internship, because I took an extra semester of college, was actually in um, Cocoa Beach, Florida, widening I-95. So wow. that was with Kiwit. I worked with Kiwit for six years. They offered me a job at the end of my internship before I finished my final semester at Virginia Tech. And I went to go work for them for six years and absolutely loved it. I've heard really uh -huh. good things about that company. And we have a friend, yes, a very we good do. friend who works for them as well. Yeah. They yeah. are a great company. They train you very well. Um, I got to a point where I didn't want to travel, um, which is kind of the expectation there. Mm -hmm. And I'd met my husband just before they moved me to Maryland. Oh, <laughs> so, oh wow. Um, I actually ended up coming back to Atlanta to be with him. And thank goodness we are now married. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I wanted to make a, a, a comment because you mentioned that you took a, that architectural camp in high school. Mm -hmm. And I think that Clemson's looking at doing a camp this year in construction for those yeah. students. So I think that's a really cool thing that you got to participate in. And Christy and I were just talking about this with a peer the other day, that sometimes you do things just to find out what you don't want to do, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a very good experience for me to realize it was not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. BuildExact customers grow. They convert more quotes and win more work. BuildExact is a provider of cloud-based residential construction software for small builders and trades, connecting them with suppliers online for job estimating and management. Thousands of builders around the world use BuildExact to run smarter businesses. Sign up for a demo or start a free trial today at buildexact.com. Thank you, BuildExact, for supporting Women Talk Construction and the future of our workforce. I think that my idea of what architecture was was different too, right? You always see an architect with like rolled up plans, you mm -hmm. know, and the briefcase. And I haven't seen an architect holding plans ever. 
in real life. <laughs> yeah, my dad's an architect, uh, so I can I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I'm sure Christy has a loaded question for you next. I do actually, <laughs> you know, I've been sitting here listening, but um, one of the things that when I did some research on all the things that you've done and your resume is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of want to live your life if I could, but um, I can't. <laughs> so I can just ask the questions that I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. As an estimator in Georgia, there were one of the roles that you had required you to manage good faith efforts in GDOT, DBE, and the city of Atlanta. And because I work for the WB department at 84 Lumber Company, that is my world. And mm-hmm. I'm just curious, as, as 84 has been helping connect WMBEs, DBEs with our GCs to help them meet their needs, even though we're a woman-owned company, we're still helping others meet our GCs because That's there's amazing. always, there's never enough, right? Yeah. Um, tell me how hard that was for you as a contractor to be able to find and manage those good faith efforts for DBE in the state of Georgia. It is probably easier in the um, commercial residential vertical world, I would say. Um, so in my experience with the city of Atlanta, I was actually on two types of projects with them. One was the watershed department. Um, and we were lucky enough to have a very solid um, woman-owned company that was our joint venture partner nice. for the project. And that was a requirement of the contract. And then the Atlanta airport is its own animal. Um, <laughs> you've got to have badging and fingerprinting done and then specialize. Uh, yeah. Like they have basically a list of contractors that are allowed to do the types of work. So it was a struggle to find companies that were woman-owned, disadvantaged businesses, the Atlanta wording for it. And they actually have different categories. You try to hit certain percentages of each. Mm -hmm. And I think the hardest time that I've had with it was basically a one-scope project where we were replacing all of the striping, Um, not all of it, some of the striping. And, you know, that was the main contract and it could only be like one or two contractors so we actually found a woman-owned sweeper company that does like the street sweeping Mm. um, because you have to have one on site when you're working at the airport and i actually found her on linkedin this (laughs) week and reached out to her because she was so fantastic she was just starting up and you know we had to get the good faith effort, you know, you've got to reach out to hundreds mm-hmm. of people on this list and like, hopefully they answer you or get back to you. Yes. And she was the only one. And I would say another struggle is just the paperwork requirement, mm-hmm. right? With city of Atlanta, um, certified payroll, things like that, that small contractors are just not equipped for. Right. And it doesn't seem like there's very much assistance from the you know city or the state on how that stuff works or how to do it or, you know, what's expected. And so a lot of that falls on the contractor Mm -hmm. to help, you know, kind of push through it. And it's not easy. It's not easy at all. You hear that a lot, Christy, don't you? Yeah, we hear that a lot. One of the things that we did, I don't know, Kate, what you think about this, but we actually started an 84 registration. Um, We have that where you can click it on our website Mm-hmm. And all the people that we're meeting that we know have capability and capacity because we've met them or they're in an organization that we love and we've been involved with them, we're asking them to register, put in all their information so that we can share that big list 
with cool. folks you like need that you. List. Um, I do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so how valuable is that to you from a standpoint? Like it was something that we created in our WBE department because we saw a need and our GCs needed us mm-hmm. and we were able to be able to do that. How important is something like that to you? That kind of a resource? That would be fantastic. Cause awesome. I don't know if you've That's ever good pulled, to know. like the registry for city of Atlanta or GDOT is hundreds of pages and it's basically a spreadsheet that they printed mm-hmm. it's just it's hard to navigate it's hard to see what and then you're kind of left to decide for yourself like is that a trucking company is that a mm-hmm. like do they truck rock or do they truck equipment like what you know what do they oh, haul yeah yeah so well um, we have ours by we send ours by excel so you can sort <laughs> it which is really nice Maybe? right <laughs> And it also says the, you know, the area that they're in, what certification Mm -hmm. they hold. And they, you know, most of them are filling out what, what they do and what they're good at. They have kind of a capability statement. Right. So um, I'm glad to hear that that's really helpful. I know some of our GCs have loved it. And I just know that this is something that the audience needs to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, If nothing else, we're hoping some legislation is going to listen to this conversation and see that this is really hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be more support, in my yeah. opinion, for those contractors. I don't know if it's, you know, payroll, I don't know, some sort of discount on a payroll equipment, something, because that the reporting is excessive, right? It is. On any government the project. Paperwork. And, mm. you know, you're putting that burden on a disadvantaged business. You know, that's how they're quanti- qualified by the city or the state. And yeah. <laughs> It's just hard. It's yeah. just really hard. Well, thank you for sharing that. I don't want to take yeah. up our whole podcast because you have so many amazing things that you're doing. Yeah. But one of the other things I wanted to ask you is uh, Angela are really, really into nonprofit work ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we found that a lot of amazing women like you out there are very involved in a nonprofit. And we know that Crew Collab is a nonprofit that you joined. And um, we, well, I just like to hear from you. Why, why do you feel like yeah. yeah, founding. She's a founding <laughs> member. Sorry about that. Tell us a little bit about why it is important, not only to you, but to a lot of women in our industry and other industries to be involved in nonprofit organizations um, and to be able to support it. Maybe you've got one why. Maybe share that with us. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I don't know if I could narrow it down to one, but I think finding purpose outside of my day-to-day job is has been something that I've been kind of trying to figure out for several years. Um, you know, I've been full-time in the industry after graduating since 2009. So it's been 14 years, <laughs> but you know, I feel like I've kind of grasped my job and always improving of course, but there are certain things that you just can't get out of your, you know, I don't want to yeah. say nine to five cause it's definitely not a not nine to five, five. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's uh, just something that I felt like I could um, make a difference in some other way besides just building stuff. And by building stuff, I mean, you know, hurting the cats to build stuff. (laughs) And um, so I think that, you know, it was a couple, it was about 18 women to start with. We kind of got together. We wanted to meet up. So we just did. It was kind of from across the country, right? Yeah. So like California to Massachusetts, New Hampshire, uh, Georgia, a lot of Midwestern ladies. And we met up like right in the thick of 
COVID, uh, it was like May <laughs> of May. Wow, 2020. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Now, I will say, and this is not a knock on other organizations, but there are a lot of women in construction organizations that are just a bunch of women talking about getting more women in the industry. And I'm, I've never felt that that conversation gets very far. It's very supportive of mm -hmm. each other. But, you know, when you're 10% of the industry, how do you make a change if only, yeah. you know, this many people are involved? So we kind of changed gears, switched gears and said, okay, well, we're not going to make a whole lot of change if we just sit and talk about being women in construction. So yes. let's bring in the other 90% of the industry to talk about this. And then as we're going along, you know, there is a workforce problem overall mm -hmm. yes. in construction, in the whole industry. So, you know, how do we fix that without ignoring the 50% of the population that most workforce development forgets about? Yes. So um, that's kind of the premise of it and how we got started. And we've got two programs about to start a third. Um, one is Classroom Talks, where we do, we actually, I was on one yesterday. It was fantastic. So we spoke with a school um, or a classroom of, let's say, 40 students. And some of them came in from other classes to um, listen in. We had six or seven um, industry professionals that talked about how they got into the industry, you know, where they started, where they are now, salary ranges, which is obviously very different from state mm -hmm. to state. So we did talk about where we were and kind of what the standards were in our areas and, you know, how we got to where we are and, you know, kind of there is no limit, but kind of just to see, you know, at whatever point, um, how far you can get. So, um, and we do Zoom calls or Google Meet or whatever, the, you know, thing that they use at that Can school. they ask you questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we and do, do a question and answer. Yep. Yep. We actually did get some questions um, that's yesterday. Cool. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's from the teachers, you know, they mm. may require, yeah. which is great because it, it makes interaction mm -hmm. happen. And, you know, I think there's a lot of kids that in their school, they may get maybe parent, you know, career day or, you know, doctors, lawyers, which are great. But, um, yeah. you know, I don't, there's never. There's not a lot of women out there talking about what no. we do, is there? And there's not a lot of construction workers that can mm -hmm. take the morning off to go talk about what True. they do. So do you do that in person or do you do it virtually? So we've been doing it virtually. COVID nice. helped a lot with that. Um, and that yeah. one of the the great things about that is, and I'm I may butcher this, but I'm fairly certain that that school that we talked to yesterday was in Connecticut. Nice. And we had two people from New York, uh, Chicago. We had somebody in Utah. Myself from Georgia. I mean, just mm -hmm. all over. Yeah. And so we had mechanics, we had project managers, we had developers, we had um, sales associates. So it it was great. Nice. Because construction isn't just swinging a hammer. It's and I not. think that that's a misconception. Mm -mm. There's so you know? many million things that they can yeah, do. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I think that it's important to show kind of what is out there, what's available and what it, you know, I mean, if you have an accounting degree, you could be successful in construction, right? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I had. And then found that I didn't really like it. And so when I <laughs> fell into construction, I'm like, oh, this is my place. I can yep. do this. 
So all the career centers out there, if you're listening, you need to look up crew collab because right. they can talk to your classroom but it'll yes. come to you yeah. via the internet <laughs> and we do a little bit of that don't we Angela yeah. we do go to some classrooms at like That's the career cool. centers and we a- ask questions and a- and we answer questions it's been yeah fun. we go in person but usually we are only speaking to females mm-hmm. um and there is a need for that for them to see us the main thing for Christy and I is we want females to see that they can do anything because each of us have been on boards or run companies or all these things that were are not traditional for females. Yeah, and right. um, but we also had great supportive male counterparts that yes, helped us do. along the we way. We still do. And yes. we always share those and we always encourage that. So right. and you've got to have that. I mean, when that's 90 yeah. percent of the industry, there's exactly. going to have to be some champions out yeah. there. Yes. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Neves Construction, a general contractor and woman-owned business, specializes in assisting construction companies with finding and creating short and long-term solutions for employee placement in areas of professional and skilled trades. Neves Construction further provides construction services to owners and developers, including owner's rep, interim project management and supervision, site inspections, and lending progress reporting. For more information, visit NevesConstruction.com. That's N-E-V-E-S Construction.com. But I wanted to go on ahead and transition back into what you're doing um, at Vertical Earth and that uh, y'all are obviously growing. I know any civil we see in our area, I mean, there's just, they're being moved around, machines everywhere and a lot of dirt moving. So, um, and and we also know that y'all have a lot of career opportunities. So what, what kind of opportunities are out there for your company? Just give us a few, because a lot of times Christy and I are always hearing from women and men, they want to change their jobs Mm -hmm. or they're looking for people. So Mm -hmm. share with us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So we are always looking for people especially foremen, superintendents, um, project managers. We actually have a new one starting on Monday. So that'll be our sixth project manager, kind of fluctuated through the years. But we have anywhere from 20 to 40 active jobs at a time. Um, Some projects as small as $100,000 and some as big as $50 million. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a GDOT project. Tell us where we find those jobs as we wrap up today. We would love for the audience to know where to find those jobs, how to get a hold of you, how to be a part of Crew Collab, and Mm -hmm. make sure that they're aware of what options they have out there. So we really appreciate you. Thank you for being on today. And please, before we go, make sure everybody knows how to reach you, whether it's Instagram, however you want the audience to reach out to you. Please let us know. Yeah. So on Instagram, my um, handle is Kate builds it all one word, um, no dots, no spaces, no underscores. So Kate builds it. And then Vertical Earth, uh, my company is verticalearth.com. We have job postings there and applications that can be filled out. We are in the North Atlanta metro area, but we also just opened an office in Tampa. So um we have about seven employees down there and a couple projects. So if nice. anyone's in that area, we're always looking um, pretty excited about that. And then I believe we're looking at some other markets, regional markets. So 
And then if y'all want to find me on LinkedIn, it's Kate Reeling and it's R-I-E-L-I-N-G. And then find Crew Collab on Instagram. I believe it's the.crew.collab. Yeah, but I think I'm you're sure right. if you just, yeah, if you type yeah, in yeah. the Crew Collab, you'll find us. Yes. And uh, also follow us on LinkedIn. I've actually, we've got a new post up there. It's about a week old and it's got a ton of comments. Like we can't even keep up with it. So oh, that's nice. great. And it's talking about bringing shop class back to high schools, which is incredibly yes, important. I loved yeah. that post. I was in shop class. Yes. Yeah. Shop, I was in drafting in high school and I learned so much from that class. Computer. Mm-hmm. We started with board drafting, you know, by hand and then computer drafting. And I learned so much from that class. Yeah, that was a great post. Thank you so much for being talk on forever, today, Kate. But... We could talk to you forever. <laughs> yes, oh. we could. And thank you for all that you're doing for our industry yes, and for other thank women. Thank you. We appreciate you at uh, Women Talk Construction. That's why we wanted to highlight you and what you're doing today. So thank you again. We're honored to have you on today. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Talk Construction podcast with your hosts, Christy Powell and Angela Gardner. See you next time.